0: We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been there, done that. that. Homeschool moms are always
1: on call. There are no days off, and even if it's not a school day, we're still the one answering all the questions. Since you're listening to this episode, you're probably the default parent, the one on call 24-7 when your kid is sick, when they have a
0: boo-boo or a bad dream, and all those teenage issues. And even though we are grateful for the extra time we get with our children, many other moms would really envy us this. It is hard to be on all the time. You definitely need to try and carve out some time for yourself in the hustle and bustle of homeschool life. Yeah. In today's episode 50, we're going
1: to be talking about the importance of self-care and give you 11 ways to ensure that
0: you are at your best for not only your family, but for yourself. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I just got back from vacation. How nice. How was your trip? We went to Florida. We played hooky. I took my 16-year-old out uh, to Hollywood, Florida. Well, we were in Fort Lauderdale. We stayed on the beach. And I took him to see John Mayer for his 16th birthday. Oh my
0: gosh, how fun. We talked about it several weeks ago and it was still a surprise like at what point did you
1: it wasn't a surprise it oh it wasn't okay for his birthday so yeah it, Oh, okay. it was so good he puts on such a great show my son's a musician and this is his favorite artist and so Aww. We, and so we decided to hey let's not just fly in town for the concert let's go to the beach we stayed yeah. right there on the water and yeah we just played we played in the water the water was warm I and was... you ended up with good weather after all I kept looking at the weather app and it kept saying rain, 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 rain. Even when it wasn't raining, it said rain. And yeah, it rained twice. Uh. Once when we were (laughs) under this tiki hut right after playing in the beach and we were protected. And the other was on the way to the concert that was indoor and at the Hard Rock. Yeah. They do a Hard Rock Live casino. It is such an incredible place. They call it the Guitar Hotel because yeah. they have this huge guitar that shoots out from the casino hotel. Oh, my gosh. Fun resort.
0: But oh, my gosh. It, have you been there? I've been to Hollywood. And my dad actually grew up there. So I've been oh. there a lot, but I haven't been to the that particular venue. Wow. But I've spent a lot of time at the beach there. They
1: smoke inside. Like the main casino is in the main floor. It's huge. And that's where they smoke. And then they have designated non-smoking rooms, To What? That you have to go. I'm like, why aren't the smoking ones behind the doors? I don't oh, know. It's so
0: bizarre. Yeah. I mean, remember how weird it was, like, when we grew up that everybody smoked everywhere? And then it's, it hasn't really been that long. Even on airplanes. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times my parents took us out to dinner to some smoky, bar i mean it wasn't really a bar but like yeah, everybody smoked it on. was just so bizarre well I don't what's know. funny when they
1: started doing designated smoking sections they w- you would have to walk through the smoking section to get to your non-smoking yeah section. so weird it doesn't
0: yeah and, and like you really can <laughs> keep the smoke in one section too <laughs> yeah. like that part is weird
1: yeah i oh, remember when arlington here in, in north texas arlington went it was the first place to go 100 percent smoke-free yeah and
0: people lost their minds but, oh my gosh yeah. yeah I remember it being a huge big deal I we moved from somewhere that was like non-smoking back to a place that was still smoking and I remember we were shocked we were like what is this this is insane <laughs> here you're a little nasally today oh my gosh well while you were gallivanting around Florida I've been on my deathbed oh I've had a horrible horrible head cold and you know my husband had it like The week before, he had gone on some like crazy time-traveling trip and came back with it. But I kind of blew it off a little bit because he has a tendency to go man-cold. (laughs) Man-cold. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my goodness. But this one, this has been a doozy. But, of course, you know... I am the default parent. You know, this kind of ties into <laughs> our episode today. Your duties I've, don't I've suck. been on my deathbed, but I've still like <laughs> made everybody dinner every night and driven Jillian to like a million places. I helped my son move. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, so. that's a great lead into this episode. You know, you got to take care of yourself. You do
1: have to take care of yourself. You do. And I love being a homeschool mom. I mean, this journey has been filled with quality time. I've fostered strong relationships with each one of my children and then them with each other. It's filled me with like empowering moments when I taught them how to read and we learn together as a family. But let's be honest, being a homeschool mom really is a 24 7, 365 gig, especially for single moms like me or moms mm-hmm. like you whose partners travel a lot. Yeah. Homeschooling is a
0: rewarding but demanding job for us because we are always on duty. Oh for sure. While I treasure this time I've had, I mean I love laying down with my kids reading books till they fall asleep. I adored taking them and their teen friends to a class or the mall during the school day and yeah. getting to listen to all the hot gossip in the car. <laughs> I've and I've really really enjoyed all those long park days through the years, but oh my goodness, I'm tired. <laughs>
1: we are all tired we're all tired yeah since there are no days off it's often really difficult to make time for ourselves i've had to learn to squeeze in quick moments for myself even if it's just two minutes those moments can be super valuable incorporating self-care practices into your life is crucial to maintain your well-being and ensure you have the energy and patience to provide a quality education for your child So we're going to be laying out 11 ways to help you fill your cup as a homeschool mom so you can be calm, you can be present, and have more fun guiding and learning with your kids. I love that term, the fill your cup. Yeah, I
0: do. And I remember, you know, the idea is that you have to fill your cup before you fill everybody else's and um I remember reading it. I don't remember where I first read it, like in a kids like a book about, you know, dealing with small children, but we used it so much that Jillian would yell at her sister Like when they weren't paying attention to her enough. She'd be like, You have to fill my cup, Jane. You have to fill my cup before you can go play with your friends. My cup runneth empty. It was so funny. But Yeah, so yeah, let's jump into it. Number one, set boundaries establishing clear boundaries between your homeschool and your mom hours and personal time is an essential part of self-care you want to create a schedule that includes dedicated breaks for yourself during the day don't feel like you have to stop and answer that call from grandma in the middle of schooling or work on more school stuff when you're done and toasted for the day set dedicated times for yourself
1: yeah and also over scheduling is so easy to do If we want to take better care of ourselves, we must learn to guard our time. And guarding your time can look like saying no to something, or it can be more about prioritizing your own goals first. Sometimes saying no gives us the
0: freedom to slow down and really be present for the things that are important to us. Oh my gosh, and saying no is like one of the hardest things for me to do. Yeah, (laughs) I know it's hard for a lot of people. You really have to kind of work on that and, you know figure out a way to do it, because it is really important. I totally end up being a yes person, and I overextend myself, and then I get really resentful towards the people I've committed to. And and really, it's all my fault. Like, I, I did this to myself. It's not their fault. They asked me to do something, and I was like, sure. So it's something to work on. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to number two, prioritize sleep. And everyone talks
1: about this when talking about self-care. It's because it's really that important. So be sure you're getting enough rest. Burning the candle at both ends is really tempting for all of us homeschool moms. We all want extra time to do all the things. Getting the rest you need is an important part of becoming the mom you want to be and giving yourself and
0: your family the very best version of yourself. A well-rested mind and body are better equipped to handle the challenges of homeschooling and that just family life. I'm very protective about my sleep. I always have been. It also helps maintain like a healthy weight, build progress in the gym, keep me sane. All of those things are important to me. Uh, My friend and I actually use an app to track our sleep and we compare every morning. And my (laughs) husband thinks we're crazy because I always have to like check my watch before answering him when he asks me how I slept the night before. I'm like, oh, let me look. He's like, you can't just tell me how you feel. No, I have to check the app. Sometimes
1: when I feel super rested, I look and I've, I slept like two hours. <laughs> like, right. What? I or know. <laughs> vice versa. Like, exactly. That's why we have to check the app. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I didn't sleep and all of a sudden I look, I'm like, oh my God, I slept nine hours. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say that I really do struggle with this one myself. Menopause has hit so hard and it's no joke how it can affect your sleep. I can fall asleep on a dime, but I tend to not stay asleep for very long. And I'm a very early riser, so if I go to sleep late, I get very little rest. And if you're having trouble sleeping too, we've got some really great tips right here that we're going to talk about. And the first one is getting more exercise during the day. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in detail down the list. But right. that's um, for getting good sleep, that's what yeah, you need to do. get more
0: exercise. Um, staying off devices in the hour or so before bed. There There's tons and tons of research out there about how computer screens and, you know, our phones and the lights interrupt our circadian rhythm and all of that. So, you know, pick up a book. Get off the device. Get off your phone before bed. There's a lot of
1: value in reading the paper book. You also want to keep your bedroom cozy. Some people like to create a spa-like atmosphere. I always make sure that my bed is made before I get in. I don't always make it in the morning like I should, but I I always try to make it before I get in. (laughs) And I also make sure that my room is not full of clutter, and that always helps me to relax.
0: Yeah, we like to protect our bedroom space and keep it keep it really relaxing. It helps you get in bed and go to sleep. Yeah, a lot of people choose to not have a TV in there. I don't have a TV in my yeah, bedroom. Yeah, I don't have yeah. one. We have before in the past, but we don't have one right now. You can also try taking, you know, melatonin or some natural calm or drinking some sleepy time tea. All of the, you know, those usually have chamomile in them, you know, kind of stuff like that that helps you. Relax and get in the sleep mode, too.
1: Right. And taking magnesium glyconate before bed has helped me a lot. I usually take it about 30 minutes before I actually head to my bedroom. That always helps me relax.
0: Yeah. And of course, you know, see a, consider seeing a doctor if you are really struggling with this because it could be an underlying condition or if you're perimenopausal or menopausal like us like (laughs) there's other ways to help
1: yeah and getting enough sleep is not only going to benefit you this is also for your entire
0: family we want you to be happy and healthy exactly so number three would be a morning routine self-care starts as soon as you wake up so Consider starting your day with a calming morning routine that includes activities like meditation, yoga, journaling, or a healthy breakfast to set a positive tone for the day. Morning routines, no matter how small or big, can help boost productivity and creativity and reduce stress.
1: Right. And even
0: though we just talked about getting all that rest, if you
1: can just take a little bit of time and wake up a little earlier, and this is really going to allow you more time in the morning, spend this time or at least maybe the first 30 minutes of your day with no media. This is a game changer for me and for reducing stress and setting up my day for success. Days that I have chosen to sleep in are always so rushed and I'm much less patient with my kids
0: and a lot less pleasant when I don't do that. <laughs> yes, you like to get up really early, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I have slowly become more of a morning person. I do love being up in a quiet house way before everybody else and drinking my coffee and reading my book. And I really do find that I have way more hours in the day this way. I do not like that rushing around trying to get everything in. And, you know, like you said, trying to, you know, getting that sleep, but waking up earlier oh, my <laughs> That means going to bed a little bit earlier. My my mom always is like, oh, I just can't get up in the morning because I have such a hard time sleeping. And my dad's always like, you don't have a waking up problem. You have a going to bed problem. (laughs) And that's true.
1: (laughs) Well, and I always find it a lot easier in the mornings whenever I... I always review what I'm going to do for school the week before, usually on Sunday Mm -hmm. or Friday leading into that next week. But if I, in the morning, I look at my day ahead... Um, yeah. in detail it really helps my school day go so much smoother yeah so That's during that morning time
0: crucial so just a reminder that this is a weekly episode we drop one every Thursday morning just for you and if you have any additional ideas or comments please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at we'd really love to hear from you so what are some more ways to incorporate self-care Well, number four would be exercise, like we mentioned before. Incorporating regular physical activity into your routine is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And this is a biggie for me. I know it is for you, too. I really, really need my daily walk, and it kind of clears my head. I do a lot of, like, I kind of talk through our podcast while I'm on my morning walk. I get a a lot of stuff out, worked out in my head. And, you know, I also lift weights four days a week. Whether it's a brisk walk, a workout, a yoga session, exercise can reduce stress and boost your mood. And you can go for a walk or just pace around your home. It doesn't even have to be – you don't have to head out on a trail and say, I'm going to do – 4 miles. Walking is really the simplest exercise that almost anyone can do.
1: Yeah. I actually do pace in my house. I have a big circle from my <laughs> kitchen to my living room to my home school room mm-hmm. and I can literally get 5000 steps that way. But yep. I pace and think too. So sometimes I'm on my phone just pacing this way. Yeah. I don't hit a divot in the road or something and fall. Right. <laughs> yeah, and tracking steps is an easy way to increase your movement. You can use your phone or a simple step tracker. It's fun to see the numbers go up. On on my watch i love to see that i do too i used to have a fitbit and i upgraded to an apple watch and i love it you can even get your kids trackers and then you can compete with each other we've definitely done some step competitions <laughs> this way it possibly involved our entire part day group <laughs> i also play tennis and racquetball pickleball and softball
0: yeah and we both have hiking groups We've both participated in each other's hiking groups so far. Um, my kids don't even come on my homeschool hiking group anymore. They're too old. <laughs> but I will continue to do it forever because it is my favorite thing. Well, they're not too old, but they like to sleep in. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> well, and I've joined in your hike group after dropping my kids off at an event <laughs> yep. before. The hiking group that i started i think in 2018 or 2019 it's an adult only group that i do when my kids are with my ex so i'm like yeah yeah do it we love it okay so moving on to the fifth thing is to delegate and share responsibilities don't hesitate to involve other family members sharing the responsibilities of homeschooling can really lighten your load have an older sibling read to a younger or teach a younger sibling a concept. If your partner can take on even just one subject that can really take the load off, maybe math or science, or maybe there's an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent that has a skill that they can teach. This can not only help teach your child, but it can
0: also create a regular bonding time with that family member. Yeah, we've even shared responsibilities teaching each other's kids. Yeah. So you can reach out to other homeschool families. And don't be afraid to outsource some classes. Uh, we've done that. Uh, we, I outsource math and science to Dr. Reed. It's great. And if you can afford it you know, hire a cleaning person, order groceries online, pay your kids to do some extra chores outside their regular responsibilities. There's all kinds of ways that you can ease your load. We talked about this extensively in our recent episode about finding balance in your home and your homeschool.
1: Yeah. Okay, moving on to number six. And this is such an important part of homeschooling. And I'm always shocked when I see people skip this step, connecting with other homeschool families. Connecting with others is not just for the kids. We get so much out of it too. Join homeschooling support groups or online communities where you can share experiences, seek advice and build a sense of camaraderie. It's so important to have a support system made up of people who get it and can be there for you emotionally and offer help and encouragement when you need it. We've loved our homeschool mom friends. I do. I know you do because you love me.
0: And we talk about this all the time. For sure. You know, there's times where all we really need to do is hear that we're doing a good job. Yeah, like that's for sure. You know, you might not feel like you need help with curriculum or you've got it when it comes to, you know, homeschooling and this and that. But like we all need each other. We all need a a little positive reinforcement sometimes. And I recently shared a post on my personal Facebook page about how hard it is to kind of find yourself when you're, you know, 40 to 50 and your kids are grown up and you've suddenly started to figure out who you are or, or you're trying to. And, you know, think about what you're doing or what you want to do later. And a friend and I were talking about that yesterday on a walk. And we were wondering if it's a little bit harder because for us, a lot of our identity is wrapped up so much more in being a homeschool mom. We've not necessarily had the extra freedom that stay-at-home moms get when they send their kids to school. Like we're we're on all the time. We're always together with our kids all so the time. It was kind of an interesting take.
1: Yeah, and that kind of leads into our number seven on the list, and that's personal interests. And I think that this might be the most important way to self-care, but it can be one of the hardest for a lot of moms. Mm -hmm. Make time for your hobbies and interests outside of your kids and homeschooling. Pursuing your passions can be a fulfilling way to recharge. And that kind of goes along with what you're saying about figuring out what to do later Maybe don't wait to figure that out. Carve some time out now for your interests. I've done that with my sports and now with creating this podcast and our website and all the freebies that I make. This passion project has been so very fulfilling. Yeah, I mentioned earlier how being a single mom puts everything on my shoulders. But also when my kids are with my ex, I have these extra down times. Where I have had time to pursue my own personal interests, I probably give all my adult friends whiplash by being <laughs> totally available. And then completely off grid when I have my kids. (laughs) But the point is to make time for yourself and for
0: your passions. Yeah, it really is important. And I know it's hard. It's easy to feel guilty about taking time for ourselves and for our hobbies and interests. But time really does go by quickly. And you don't want to all of a sudden end up with kids gone and out of the house. And you don't know where to begin. Yeah. And a a lot of us end up feeling that way around this time in our lives. That's so true.
1: We will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website, so be sure to check that out after you listen. I'm going to have some great free resources for this episode, so sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss out. So let's move on to number eight.
0: Meals and Nutrition. Prioritize healthy eating habits. Proper nutrition can positively impact your energy levels and overall well-being. It can also be a family affair. We talked in our balance episode about meal planning, menus, mm-hmm. all of that, uh, your grocery budget. We even created an entire menu planning packet that you can download for free. Eating better doesn't mean having to adopt a strict diet or totally changing up your menu all at once.
1: Yeah, you can begin with small choices like replacing unhealthy snacks or being more aware of protein sizes. One tool that really helped me to make better choices about food is a food scale. Another thing that always helps me feel better is making sure that I get at least 100 grams of protein every single day.
0: Yeah, I'm a big protein eater as well, Um, especially since I'm a weightlifter. I like to have that give me progress in the gym and also drink a lot of water oh yeah right we've both had to do our gallon a day for 75, our 75 hard. Hard, well that's but...
1: one thing that i've adopted that i try i don't always do it like if i'm not paying attention i don't get my gallon yeah but i always always
0: instantly feel better when i hit my gallon oh, my a day it does it you know it puffs out your skin in a good way you know when you're dehydrated you're kind of yeah the point is drink more water than you're currently drinking because i water. bet you're not drinking enough And, you know, one of my favorite things to do, too, is to go to the farmer's market on the weekends by myself. I get a coffee or a smoothie because they've always got other vendors other than just, you know, the fruits and veggies guys. I look at the Turkish jewelry, uh, you know, all of that stuff. And I just wander and find some fresh fruits and veggies. And I don't know why buying some of the same exact groceries that I would buy from the store, but at the farmer's market, motivates me to eat healthier. (laughs)
1: I love that. Yeah. Just being in that environment, and being outside and getting your groceries, it is yeah. kind of rejuvenating it and is. exciting. So go try it
0: <laughs> and, and get some cool Turkish earrings while you're there okay. and a homemade soap, <laughs> <laughs> or soy yeah, but, candle.
1: Yeah, essential oils. <laughs> there's always that. Well, and our friend Galadriel's daughter, she had her little knitted uh, oh, stuffed yeah. animals. Yeah, go support did.
0: some cute little homeschool kid out there <laughs> becoming an entrepreneur. <laughs> said it right Woo.
1: (laughs) okay so moving on to number nine I love this one limit negativity another step that has been a really important part of my self-care journey is to do just this sometimes that means limiting the amount of news media I take in that definitely happens around election time and sometimes it means muting people on my social media
0: (laughs) oh there's definitely days that I will go through and like snooze everyone I love that snooze someone for 30 days (laughs) And then snooze me, not you, but yeah. And then sometimes they pop back up, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm not ready for you yet." <laughs> Let's put you back on. We're gonna put you back on snooze. And I do, I do actually have a rule. Like, if I have to continue snoozing you, then I need to reevaluate if I really need. To. Like, are are we really friends? Um, We have a friend, one of our homeschool mom friends ended up doing that to her entire friend list. She snoozed everybody and only left her local groups up for planning purposes. It was a little extreme, but it like put her in a better mindset. I know. It's interesting. I mean, I have 700 friends. I don't that would be a lot of work, but it's interesting. And I do a lot of socializing through social. So I don't ever go completely like off grid. But cutting back does help.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I have certain favorites that keep, but then the algorithm catches up, and only you see those people, and then somebody else that you may want to hear some event they, you yeah. don't see it, it just flies by you. So I don't right. like that part about it.
0: I know as parts of it are. I have a friend who um posts a lot about you know certain social issue that I am interested in but I have to be careful with liking her stuff because then I only get her stuff and she posts a lot so I always tell her I'm like hey I agree with 100% of what you say but I'm only gonna like like 70% of it (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: otherwise
0: otherwise it's just you on my feed by yourself
1: okay moving on to number 10 During the school day, I would suggest to schedule short breaks to relax and recharge. Even a few minutes of deep breathing or stretching can really help. And I'm the power nap queen. (laughs) You are. I have always incorporated a midday quiet time, especially when my kids were little and they needed naps themselves. And my kids knew from an early age, do not mess with mom during this time. I only need about 10 minutes, but let me tell you, this has been essential for my overall well-being, and I look forward to it every day, even when I don't have my kids.
0: Every day. <laughs> it's funny that now that Cameron drives, and we don't both go to like the theater at the mm-hmm. same time, mm-hmm. I don't see you in your car sleeping. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'm like, by. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go say hi to Maria. Oh, never mind, it's power nap time. <laughs>
1: Don't mess with me. Even my friends, though, don't mess with me during yep. my
0: power nap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my breaks usually involve taking animals out, like the dogs outside. But I do love to go sit on my back porch and enjoy the fountains. I live on a golf course with fountains and these ponds. And um, sometimes I, like, hide out there with the dogs. You know, they need me <laughs> until, <laughs> until they start barking or the kids come looking for me. What are you <laughs> What are you doing out here? I thought we were doing math. I'm like, okay, I'll be right there.
1: All right, so this is number 11. We're going to move on to our last and final thing, and that's self-reflection and assessment. Periodically assess your homeschooling approach and make adjustments as needed. Self-reflection can help you identify areas where you can streamline or improve your teaching methods, and this may not seem like a self-care topic, but I promise, as a homeschool mom, it most certainly is. If you're wasting time on something that doesn't work, your stress level will go through the roof.
0: Yeah, remember, we always talk probably every episode about the key to homeschooling is to be flexible and adaptable. And it really does. It applies to everything from curriculum to schedule to balancing your home. Exactly,
1: and remember that self-care is not selfish. It's
0: essential for your mental,
1: emotional, and physical health. Self-care is often a problem for most moms. It's a draining, sacrificial job to raise children.
0: Being a homeschool mom, though, takes sacrifice to a new level. It's so important that you take care of yourself, but many of us completely ignore our own needs don't do it no it's okay to put yourself first every now and then when my older one went to college it finally was kind of a like slap in the face to me to like catch up i i had been great about booking my kids their dentist appointments and doctor's appointments and stuff like that Meanwhile, I hadn't been to the dentist in years, like an embarrassing amount of time to tell the person on the phone that I hadn't been in in this many years. But it was funny because she was like, I'm a mom, too. I understand putting your kids and your husband first through all this stuff and then kind of forgetting about yourself or letting it go to the wayside. Don't do it. Like, like, listen to this episode and then immediately go book yourself a dentist appointment, a mammogram and a doctor's appointment.
1: Right. For sure. When you take care of yourself, you'll be better equipped to provide a positive and nurturing homeschooling experience for your entire family. Yes,
0: self care is key. Do it. Do it. Um, meanwhile, tune in next week for episode 51. We're going to talk about homeschool PE, health, and fitness. I'm excited about this. One. It's going to be a fun episode. See you, See you then. then. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the btdt, been there, done that, homeschool podcast.